With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you will stand, so strong. I will say, long live Swiftcast. Your headphones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 108 of SwiftCast. This is Adam, Ashley, Haley, Nate, Steph, and Ashley. Wow, was that six co-hosts that I heard? <laughs> That's amazing. It's everybody. We got our name order right, too. Well, we have a full crew for you today because we had several of the hosts who went to the 1989 show in Bossier City and a few who went to the show two days later in Baton Rouge. So we wanted to make sure we had uh, a full crew that could tell you all about their experience. So for this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. We don't have our usual segments like Swifty Problems and the fashion segment. So this episode will contain only the news and then discussion about the 1989 World Tour, because now we have a few hosts that have seen it in person. Well, since we don't have any fashion this week, Nate, you can leave. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fair statement. I get it. I understand what I'm worth. I mean, that's all you're good for, really. So I mean, that's the only reason I come on these episodes, so <laughs> just specifically for the fashion, so... Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> See you next week. Kidding, of course. <laughs> Along with the segments being a little different this week, this is also the first time we've ever been recording when four of us are together, which has created some unique issues that we've never encountered. So if there are any weird problems with this episode, we apologize in advance, but usually we're all separated. And so it is pretty exciting to finally be recording in the same place geographically. <laughs> we just might have a few issues with editing and background noise that you might hear. Just a little note for you. Well, we will kick it off with the new segment. First, on Sunday, May 24th, Taylor performed at BBC Radio 1's Big Weekend, and that's a music festival over in the UK. And she performed a set list that was seven songs long. And the set list was We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, Blank Space, Style, I Knew You Were Trouble, Love Story, Bad Blood, and Wrapped It Up with Shake It Off. It's a good list of singles and big hits from Red, and of course Love Story. Her outfit looked really cool too. Oh, what did she wear? It was a new outfit that was silver and it had drapey things on it. I'm as good at describing fashion as Nate. <laughs> nice i like that oh that was perfect that was an excellent description <laughs> it was like a silver long sleeve bodysuit with fringe fringe is the drapey things yes drapey things okay i'm on the same page <laughs> she's never worn it before but it was pretty cool anyway i'm gonna have to check out those clips i haven't seen anything yet Taylor tweeted that it was amazing and the crowd was insane and that she can't wait to be back in the UK for the Hyde Park show next month. And also I did see a clip of this because the Foo Fighters actually performed after Taylor at the music festival. And I saw the clip, Dave Grohl, who is the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, had a quote that said, I'm officially obsessed. She might want to get a restraining order in regards to Taylor. <laughs> I saw that. He was also dedicating a bunch of songs to her, I guess. I think he said something like he never expected Taylor Swift would quote-unquote open for him. So I guess he's a fangirl now. Uh, the term is fanboy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> While a website called Music Mike took a poll asking people, who is your favorite band or musician? 
and they surveyed all over the country. They received over 25,000 responses, and 23 states in the United States voted Taylor as their favorite musician. Oh my god. That's crazy. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more. I suppose so, but even still, 23. You have to think about all of the bands of musicians out there. That's crazy. Right, and the poll wasn't a multiple choice or choose, you know, click a box. It was actually right in your favorite. Oh, it was an input field. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. I was annoyed, though, because Pennsylvania, where Taylor was born, selected Maroon 5. Maroon 5? Oh, my. <sighs> I oh. <laughs> That upsets me. Do you know how many people around here love Maroon 5 and I tell them no? I tell them, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I was surprised and disappointed, but that's pretty cool. She had way more than Maroon 5, which was actually number two in this poll. And Ed Sheeran also got a state. Nice. Yay! I can't remember at the moment, though, which state that was. I do have to clarify, Maroon 5 is a good band. I'll give you that. Not the best, though. What Nate is trying to say is that he is anti-Maroon 5 and nobody should like them. No. (laughs) I'm just saying like Taylor Moore. (laughs) They've been around for a really long time. They have. I enjoy a lot of their earlier music, especially. But Hey, there is a connection between Taylor and Maroon 5 in the fact that Taylor has been on The Voice before, and Adam Levine is a coach on The Voice, and maybe in the future on this tour we'll get an Adam Levine special guest appearance. Mm. It's possible. Oh, that'd be crazy. I remember one time Taylor tweeted about driving around blasting Daylight by Maroon 5, and I think getting strange looks from the cars around her. (laughs) (laughs) I know she loves Maroon 5, or maybe just Adam Levine, I don't know. I remember at award shows, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, I remember her like freaking out and dancing to moves like Jagger. Oh yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember which one it was either. Anyway, Maroon 5 tangent aside. (laughs) (laughs) This is now the Maroon 5 cast. (laughs) Well, skipping right along, you can also skip the long merchandise lines at the 1989 tour by pre-ordering your favorites and picking them up at the show, which is really cool. You just order online, show up, and be like, hey, and then you got your stuff. That's new. Yeah, it's actually really cool. They did that last year. Did they really? Yeah. I don't remember that for Red. No, I don't remember that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had a special booth that you went to that was just pre-ordered stuff. Oh, wow. No kidding. And you would go and be like, hey, my name's whatever, and then they had a bag already with all the stuff in it. Personally, I think that line is just as long as the regular merchandise lines. You just don't, you've already paid. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just no point. (laughs) (laughs) No, at least it reserves it for you. But while we're on the topic, I guess, now my favorite thing to buy from the Red Tour merch stands, signed albums. A lot of people didn't know about them. They had them like either under the counters or like some of the employees actually didn't even know that they sold them. When you guys were there, did you happen to inquire or see anything like that? We definitely checked, and I don't think they had any. No! (laughs) I asked at the merch booth, Nate, and the guy was like, no, we don't have any signed TVs, but we do have signed lithographs. Oh, they do have the lithographs there, though. Who wants to carry around a lithograph in the show? That's true, right. Mm -hmm. Before I get stepped on and crushed by it. When Ashley told us, Nate, I immediately was concerned about your reaction your well-being i am very upset right now (laughs) i'm gonna have to get off this episode i'm done (laughs) well it's possible that maybe the person just didn't know or maybe that they will be available at other shows well hopefully yeah hopefully that's the case i heard a rumor that maybe if you go back to the merch booth toward the end of the show they'll have them but that didn't really make any sense to me at all no not at all yeah Mm. it's worth a shot i guess but Hopefully later in the tour. We'll keep checking. Yeah. Well, our next little bit of news here. Actually, this one is pretty incredible. Forbes released an article stating that Taylor, at her age, 25 years old, has earned a lifetime estimated $266 million. Now, to put this in perspective for you guys, $266 million. That is a quarter billion dollars. Okay. (laughs) People in the industry can spend their entire career and not make anywhere near that number. And her, at 25, has made $266 million. That that is earth-shattering. That is a crazy record. It is. 
And I read an article saying she's expected to make over one hundred million on the nineteen eighty nine tour. Nineteen eighty nine alone, hundred million. That's crazy. Wow. I think for a red tour, let me think. Was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Eighty million dollars. It was something like that. She was only beat by U two for the year. So is that the number that she is left with after all the expenses of the tour are deducted, or is that just what the tour is bringing in? I think that's gross. I think that's just gross ticket sales. Yeah. Well, I just looked up the red tour, and it says the box office, which is ticket sales, was one hundred fifty million. Wow. Well, then I would expect nineteen eighty nine to be more than that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just because if you look at how many stadiums she has for this tour, you have 55,000 people at each stadium. It's a lot of money. And an average of $150 a ticket. Yeah. So I guess they're projecting right now she'll make at least $100 million, but I'm sure it will be well over that. In other exciting news of Taylor breaking records, the Bad Blood music video broke the record for the most views in 24 hours on Vivo, and it came in with... 20.1 million views in just 24 hours and it was really cool because we were at Bozier and Taylor got to share this news with us. She said she just got off the phone with Vivo right before she came on stage and she was just kind of freaking out about it. She was really excited and the only videos behind this include Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus, Nicki Minaj, Anaconda. So Taylor broke the record, and they're also projecting that downloads for the Bad Blood remix on iTunes will be between 300 and 350,000 for the first week. Wow. So it's already on the Hot 100, and I fully expect it to go to number one, which would be great because Style never got to number one on the Hot 100. So hopefully in a couple weeks, we'll have that news for you. So how many times have each of you guys watched the Bad Blood music video? Oh my god, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. A lot. Well, her advertising definitely paid off for it. All those tweets, those promotional tweets. Yes, it did. Well, just another uh, record for Taylor to throw on the pile, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> the other cool thing is that we can pretty much guarantee Bad Blood will get to a billion views. And Shake It Off and Blank Space are already very close to a billion, so she'll probably have three videos with over a billion views before the end of the year, I would guess. That'll be good. And our last piece of news, Taylor is number one on Maxim's Hot 100 list. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I'm surprised that this is the first time that she's gotten that title. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Though I was disappointed they didn't do a new photo shoot for it. They reused an older photo of her. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Well, I was going to ask you guys, I can't remember what source I think I saw this from, but I thought I read somewhere that they are going to be doing a new photo shoot for that specific reason. Did anybody else hear that or no? Whoa. I didn't hear that, but I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. That'd be crazy. Right now, the photo is from an old photo shoot for Wonderland magazine, and I think they should do a new one. Well, I hope they do a new photo shoot, and I hope I didn't just dream that, but I can't remember where I had read that or thought about it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that would be awesome. Maxim? Oh, man. Get Taylor on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the subject of magazines, I noticed while flying Southwest that Taylor is actually on the cover of the May issue of the Southwest magazine. Oh, is that right? Yep. Very cool. There's one in every seat pocket. Adam, hopefully they still have them when we fly in a week. I hope so. You guys should grab a bunch. And also, on the note of magazine covers, the L magazine cover actually has two different covers. One of Taylor standing with the guitar and one of her jumping. I didn't realize this until a couple days ago, so I have to go buy more now. But just in case other people didn't know, be on the lookout for both covers. Well, I did have one last thing I wanted to add in at the end of the news here, and that's the upcoming 1989 shows. So the next one coming up will be on May 30th in Detroit at Ford Field. And then the following week on June 2nd will be Louisville at the KFC Yum Center. And then finally on June 3rd, the following night, she will be in Cleveland at Quicken Loans Arena. Nice. Well, that takes care of our news for this segment. 
And for the rest of this episode, it's kind of going to be like a freestyle episode, if you would want to call it that. Um, it's basically going to be a discussion about the 1989 World Tour that happened in Bossier City and Baton Rouge. So at this point, if you're still trying to be spoiler free and wait until you see the show that comes to your city, you're going to want to shut the episode off um, at this point. <laughs> just close the window no. see you next week just <laughs> well let me ask the obvious question how was it oh you know fine <laughs> it was horrible it's all right it's, it's okay <laughs> JK. <laughs> no i hear you guys had an awesome time it was amazing i went spoiler free so it was amazing for me that's impressive seriously I was, like, spoiler-free because I went social media-free, and the ones that I did see pop up, I kind of quickly left that area. <laughs> so were you completely shocked, Haley, about all the songs that made it? Obviously, the set list is a little bit different from Japan, and even from Bossier City to Baton Rouge, it changed slightly. But the fact that almost every song from 1989 made it on, were you surprised? I was. There were a few that I actually thought she was going to leave off that she put on there, and I I like how she did it, so I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> in multiple ways. My biggest thing is, we got the bracelets! Nice, the light-up bracelets. The light-up bracelets. Nice. Yep, that was my only actual spoiler from Japan, mm -hmm. so I'm really excited that we got those. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm glad she's still doing that. Yeah, I'm definitely glad she's doing that, too. And I wanted to ask, now that you've seen it in person, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that at a, a sports arena or any type of concert. What is it like in person? Wow, it is so cool. So here's the feeling. When you go and you see everyone have their lights up and the whole arena has their flashlights on and you got that like overwhelming feeling like, oh my god, this is beautiful. It's like that times 10. Nice. <laughs> Is it similar to Red Tour when they did Everything Has Changed and everybody held up their lights? Yes, except it's just intensified. Except a thousand times better than that. Yeah. Nice. Because it's not only just that everyone has a bracelet lighting up, they literally program them. So not only do they blink to the beat of the music, but each section lights up different colors at different times and it's all programmed in and they give you the wristband depending on where your seat is. Oh, that's awesome. So in one part of a song, there could be a third of the room blue and a third of the room pink and a third of the room green, and they can all alternate, and that's all programmed in. Oh, that is so cool. It's really cool because you and your person you're standing next to at some point could have totally different colors too. It's so cool. And one note about the bracelets is they work at all the shows. Oh, really? No kidding. Yeah, we reused our bracelets from Bossier at Baton Rouge, and I didn't think they were going to light up again, but they did, and it was really cool. Wow. So by the end of this thing, I'll be showing up with like 10 bracelets on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you go home at night after the show? Does your bracelet just continue to randomly light up? You have to bump it. Yeah, you bump it. So if you shake your hand really hard, and like really fast, it will go off all crazy. Huh. And the batteries are exchangeable. You can put new batteries in it, so you can really keep it forever. Cool. Although, if they don't take the little tag out for you, I would keep that so you could save your battery and put it back in at the end of the night. That's what I'm doing. Oh, that's a good idea. But that was a really nice touch for her to add that in there. We know how Taylor feels about lights, so it's not surprising. So I heard you guys uh, had some pretty awesome signs and costumes for the shows. We did. For Bozier, Haley and I were in the B stage, so Haley wore a Shake It Off costume, which was really cool. Yeah, I did the opening ballerina scene. So I had the little cat, pink cat shirt and leggings. <laughs> okay, nice. But Ashley's costume was completely spot on. I went as Sarah, and uh, my friend Alyssa went as Natalie. <laughs> I helped make her costume. They were completely on point, and you guys made some news articles. I was going to say that. I saw you guys in the news. That's awesome. <laughs> An MTV article, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you even had the drawing of the pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yes. But one thing I'll say about B stage, since Haley and I were there, is I definitely think it's worth it because Taylor really uses the full catwalk and you really get to see her a lot. At first, when the show started, I was really disappointed because I couldn't really see the main stage because I'm really short. And so I was thinking, I'm not going to be able to see anything except when she's back here for those few songs. And since I already had spoilers, I knew she was going to be accelerating on the catwalk and I wouldn't really be able to see her at all. So I was feeling disappointed, but then she came back so many times and she reached out to the crowd. Toward the end, she went down to the crowd and kissed these little kids and it was really cute. Yeah, she's like, hold on, I see some people I have to kiss. And she goes down and kisses all these little kids that are down in the sound booth and it was so cute. So if you do have an opportunity to do B stage fit, I definitely recommend it. Some venues have them on sale for $150 instead of through the VIP packages, and I think it's worth it. I'm also interested in seeing the show from different perspectives where I'll be able to see the main stage a little bit better, but if you have a chance, I would do it. And Ashley, where did you sit for Bolger City, and how was that view? Well, I sat towards the back of the arena on the lower level, and we actually kind of had an issue with an obstructed view because where the B stage was, the sound booth was right behind, so we were kind of right behind the sound booth, and the cameraman and a few, like, wires and poles were kind of in our way, (laughs) so unfortunately we kind of had an obstructed view of the main stage. Hmm. It surprises me that there would be some things in the way. I don't know. That's happened to me at other shows. Has it? Okay. Camera people. Hmm. What about the second night? Now, I already know the answer to this, but describe what you guys wore, because I think this is like the coolest costume. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Haley's the one who did all the work, so she should describe it. Yes. So for the second night for Baton Rouge, I made costumes that were pretty unique and a lot of fun to make. We went as Frappuccinos. And Stephanie went as our barista, so we went as Starbucks lovers. So we had a big foam sticker that had Taylor's face on it and then said Starbucks lovers. And then I made headbands that looked like Frappuccino lids with foam in it. They were really cute lids. And the pastry bags. Yes, and then I surprised everybody with pastry bags. I made pink little bags that had the pastry logo on it. And you guys had some signs too, right? We did. We had a sign that says Lonely Starbucks Lovers, but we I made them so big. <laughs> a little too big. <laughs> a little too big. If we had like two more people in our group, we it would have been fine. But so we ended up just using Starbucks Lovers, which was, it was really nice. They were really bright. Yeah, they were. I saw that picture somebody took of you. Yeah. From a distance, the woman in front of you, she was just like illuminated, like the light was just like (laughs) blasting from behind her head. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, the coolest part about you guys' costume was that it got recognized. If our listeners hadn't read the tweet yet, Taylor's tweet that night after this show, Andrea says to Taylor, it kind of does sound like Starbucks lovers. And Taylor (laughs) says, mom, you're supposed to be on my side. SMH. Anyway, that tweet inspired by these costumes. It really had to have been because Andrea walked right by us and definitely saw our sign. Yeah, she looked at our sign for like a good minute. (laughs) And we were all having heart attacks. (laughs) Yeah, When Andrea walks by you at a Taylor Swift concert, the world stops. (laughs) That's never happened to me before. I've never seen her go into my section during any concert. So we were all freaking out and panicking, and she looked at her signs, and then she left, sadly. (laughs) Well, that's all right. You guys got a tweet out of it. (laughs) A tweet plus the cool costumes. You guys went back to Starbucks the next day, right? We did. We went to Starbucks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it created a big conversation within the shop about, doesn't it actually sound like Starbucks livers? (laughs) And then people were asking, is her show tonight? And we had to explain that it was the night before. And then some people wanted our photo, which was hilarious. <laughs> I ended up giving the little girl who took our photo our, my pastry bag. Oh. And then I asked them if Starbucks gave them free drinks, and they did not. So come on, Starbucks, give it the program. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks, you now need to sponsor our podcast. 
That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Frappuccinos for life. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the stadium experience like versus Bossier? Because Bossier is just an arena, right? Right. Yeah, it only had about 13,000 people in the arena at Bossier. And Tiger Stadium holds 102,000 people. But weirdly to me, she said there were only 55,000 people there. I thought there would have been way more. But for me personally, I like the arena just because it's smaller and you can see her better. But the stadium is also always really fun just because it's astounding. It's not really astounding, but it always is to me just to see how many people are there just loving Taylor as much as we do and being there to support her. It's always cool to see that. Yeah, I always felt that way too. Anytime I went to a concert. Other than that, I think, you know, the stage and what she did was pretty much the same, except for the one song change. One thing I noticed about the stadium is I think they overshot how long they thought the catwalk was going to be for the stadiums because my seat for Philadelphia was originally right beside the B stage and now it's nowhere near it. So it's a little frustrating that they maybe didn't quite predict what the catwalk was going to actually look like in a stadium. (laughs) And I'm sure other fans have been experiencing that as well. But it really looks, like Haley said, the same. Now, as far as the set list goes, did you guys have any favorite performances? It's really so hard to say, and I feel like I have to see the show several more times, which luckily I will be able to to really (laughs) say for sure. But first impression, I would have to say my favorites were the new versions of We Are Never and Trouble, and then also mm. Wildest Dreams Enchanted on the piano. Those seem to be recurring. That seems to keep coming up from what I keep hearing. I can't wait to see We Are Never for sure, and I knew your trouble. It's crazy that on the 1989 tour, two of my favorite performances are of songs from Red. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Well, that's not to discount any of the performances that you would have seen from 1989, though, right? No, it's just I was so amazed by how she made We Are Never in Trouble totally new and entertaining, even though I thought I was tired of them. Mm, Nice. Yeah, I think I've said on earlier episodes that I would have been fine with not hearing We Are Never, even though I knew we would. (laughs) And now it's like one of my favorite songs. I just love it. The video in the background during that song is also really cool because it's Taylor pretty much lip syncing the song. And there are, in some instances, three of her, and she has all this crazy makeup on. It's just really rocky and hardcore. I think my favorite is, so far, Welcome to New York. One, just because the bracelets really add a big element to that song, because it starts out with the New York City skyline, and all the windows, and all the blinky lights, and everything. And it transitions into the crowd, and that's the first time the crowd sees all the lights going off at the same time and so you hear everybody like get excited for that and then I really like the dancers and how they're using a little bit of props they use some newspapers they end up crumpling it up at one point and throwing them it's super cute and I love it (laughs) wow I couldn't even see that at all from where we were (laughs) I saw this when we were in Baton Rouge. I was actually trying to pay more attention to the dancers this time than Taylor. I really liked Welcome to New York. Well, I'm going to have to look out for that at the next show. I'm with Ashley. I love the old songs, all three that she mentioned. I also love Blank Space, the way she uses the loop pedal. Oh, nice. That's so cool. Yeah. It's probably inspired by Ed, which makes it really cool to begin with. Right. And then the way she incorporates each city, she loops the city's name and it just keeps playing during blank space. And so it's like she's filling in the blank space with the city's name. Oh, that's cool. Instead of her (laughs) ex-lover. Very neat. That's really awesome. I also love that performance because she gets the crowd to sing it and she actually lets the crowd sing it for a little while, which is always an amazing sound to hear. Of course, for me, I also love Clean. Her speech before it is just genius. Oh, I cry. (laughs) I'm never going to get tired of hearing that speech. And I said on earlier episodes, I thought it would be the piano version, but it's not. But I still love it. Ashley Smith, what was your uh, favorite performance? Probably How You Get the Girl, just because I really like her pink outfit and 
there's like a moment where all of the lighter bracelets and everything on stage goes dark and all you see is like her pink lights all over her dress. Oh, is that right? That's really cool just to see, especially in the stadium. That was really awesome. One of my favorite things that I saw was a post on Tumblr that was a picture of Taylor standing in that pink light up outfit and it said, this person deserves Loft 89. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one that said, and you've got a dress that could light up this whole town. Oh, Ooh, clever. If I could make that dress, I would wear it to every show. <laughs> Another thing I heard about that is really clever, during Out of the Woods, is there paper airplane-shaped confetti that goes out into the crowd? Yes. As soon as the song ends, confetti at the front of the stage shoots out. It looks like while it's flying, it looks like paper airplanes. It's like a triangle with a little triangle sticking out. So when you actually pick it up, it doesn't look like an airplane. But when it's flying, it does. Oh, okay. Cool. I think I know what you mean. The dancers also have big paper airplanes, which were cool. (laughs) Yeah, and when we first talked about this for Tokyo, and Nate was afraid about an (laughs) eight-year-old getting hit with these planes... (laughs) See, I thought they were just, like, throwing them around the arena. (laughs) Well, yeah, I only looked at a few photos because I didn't want to be too spoiled. And so the few photos I looked at, I thought they did look like they were just flying around. And then seeing it live, I realized it's actually the dancers have these huge poles with planes on them. And they're waving them around, (laughs) kind of like the flags for red. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. During red performance. Well, that's good anyway. I actually felt concerned for a lot of the younger kids at these shows. <laughs> you just imagine some like eight-year-old just like this jumbo airplane just, you know, veers off course and smashes into them. <laughs> what kind of a scene that would cause? That'd be crazy. The other cool element during style is the dancers actually roll out onto the catwalk. I like that part. They have wheelies. It's so cool. I was disappointed, though, that there weren't a bunch of Victoria's Secret angels walking down the runway during style. It's a bummer. Way to ruin it for me, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) I guess her friends were busy or something. If I were a model and Taylor were my friend, I would demand that I be on the catwalk during that song. Seriously? Yeah, what the heck? (laughs) Well, she does incorporate her friends a lot in the video clips that we get to see throughout the show, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, she really has such a mix, including Selena, Haim, Lena Dunham, Cara Delevingne, Jamie King, Carly Kloss. Now, is this for, like, I mean, was there, like, a main performance that she had all these people for, like, Baby Bad Blood? Or was it, like, I mean, was it spread throughout, like, the whole concert? Yeah, it's spread throughout while she's changing. Oh, I see. And, for example, during the montage before Wildest Dreams slash Enchanted, they're all talking about what they think love is. And then Taylor talks about how she thinks it's romantic just to have all these people come out to spend the night with her. Oh, that's cool. And, of course, the video clips with Olivia and Meredith are adorable. <laughs> Why can't you be a dog? Yeah, Taylor tries to get Olivia to sit, and she will not. And Meredith hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad they make an appearance on the tour. So what did you guys think of the audience? Was it a big mix of people, young and old, girls and guys? Was it very (laughs) interactive? (laughs) Were people very into it? What do you think? It was definitely a mix of ages of people, that's for sure. On our way out of the concert, we were walking next to maybe an 80-year-old lady in a visor that had Shake It Off written on it, and she told us that she knows all the words to every song. Nice! (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i saw a lady maybe 60 and she had a full bodysuit of glitter on wow it was silver and gold and she was rocking nice (laughs) i do sadly for you two i think the females are the majority here actually it might be a good thing it is a good thing it's a good place to find a lady i guess but (laughs) But there were some guy Swifties. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there were, yeah. We'll see, you know, the advantage to going to one of these tours as a guy. There are no lines for the bathroom. You can just waltz in. You can (laughs) pick whichever one you want. (laughs) Maybe one other guy in there. Like, maybe. That's it. Maybe, like, somebody's dad. That's about it. (laughs) 
But I don't know. I think the whole tour is awesome. You guys are going to love it. The catwalk is crazy, just the way it works. I was reading that it weighs 40,000 pounds, and who knows how much money it costs. But Xfinity has all these behind the scenes, and one of it was about just how the catwalk works. And it's really innovative, and I think just a really great idea. Yeah, I did see that Xfinity behind the scenes video and you're right, it does weigh an incredibly heavy amount and you're right, the cost it must be astronomical, but from what I've seen it looks like nothing that any other artist has ever done before. Yeah. And in Bozier at the end, Taylor couldn't get her protective strap off and she was laughing trying to get it off and one of the dancers had to come over and get it off for her. And then in Baton Rouge, she couldn't get the trap door to open, so she was standing on stage stomping on it. Then when it finally opened, she gave us this really cute smile and a thumbs up. So I guess there are some technical difficulties. The other thing that happened at Bozier was she sang Wonderland, and she screwed up the lyric. She forgot the part, I should have slept with one eye open at night. Instead, she did the Cheshire Cat, You Con My Fears line. She did that twice in the song. And when it happened, Haley and I just kind of looked at each other like, (laughs) wait a second. (laughs) But I think that song has hard lyrics. I said that in the episode when we talked about it. It's why it's one of my favorites, because the lyrics are hard to memorize. But then, of course, you all know for Baton Rouge, she did You Are In Love instead of Wonderland. And they were both good. I really liked You Are In Love because we got to echo for her. Yes. She had us echo, silence, way home. Oh, that's cool. Way home. Way home. It sounded really cool, especially in a stadium. I wonder if maybe she'll do You Are In Love for big stadiums, since the Tokyo Dome was a big stadium and she did it there. Maybe that's her plan. We'll have to see. So, tour aside, obviously it was awesome. Not even the highlight of, well, Ashley Smith's night at the very least. Because what I she just has some exciting news. I'm just going to let her tell you about it. Ashley, what made the second night of the tour so awesome? Well, um, for the Baton Rouge show, my local radio station had a call-in contest last Thursday. And it was where, after you heard two Taylor songs back-to-back, you would call in. And you had to be the 97th caller to win. And they only had three winners for the day. and. I called and I miraculously got through. Yay! 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 Awesome! So the winner got tickets for the show and meet and greet. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's incredible. And I've never won, particularly from that station, as far as the call-in contest goes. So that was so exciting. I was freaking out. And when I was talking to the radio DJs, like I was like so excited that she was like are you crying and I'm like half crying and half like freaking out right now and she's like it's okay like the girl who won before you was like ball crying like (laughs) well congratulations that's incredible thank you I just still can't believe I actually met Taylor for a second time (laughs) seriously yeah wow now tell us who else you went with Well, I ended up taking Alyssa with me. She's actually never met Taylor, so I thought it would be cool to take her. And when I actually told her about it, she pretty much started crying on the phone. She was so excited, and she just kind of basically had no words. And so (laughs) that was really nice that she was so excited about it. It was just kind of like shock. Sure, yeah. So you guys went back. This was before the concert, right? Yes, this was before the concert started. We were to meet. Well, first I had to go pick up my tickets from the roll call office. And so I picked that up and then that basically gave us like a paper of what time and where we were supposed to meet. So we went ahead and went to the meeting spot and I noticed there was a whole bunch of other people waiting around. But it seemed they had like a group that went ahead of us, which ended up being, I think, a lot of the different radio hosts and stuff from maybe from around the area. or And so I noticed they all went ahead and then eventually they kind of gathered all of us up 
and had us all meet and then give off our names for the meet and greets and then they gave us wristbands and then we waited around outside until they brought us in. Now when they brought you in, uh, where exactly did you go? Well, it wasn't actually in the stadium. It was outside the stadium. There was kind of a back area where we went and we went into this door and before we went inside, we had to leave all of our like belongings on a table and they had security make sure that they were going to watch everything. And so we all walked in the door and basically lined up inside. And so once we got inside, I realized that we're actually going through the Loft 89 room. Oh, wow. That was really cool to get to see. So I made sure as I was sitting in there, pretty much kind of take it all in and see everything that was in there. Um, it's a pretty small room, so it's understandably why only so many people get picked at the end of the show. So there's like kind of a an entryway that has Loft 89 written on it. And then I think down the side it said like presented by Xfinity. Oh, okay. Of course, there's like a waiver, you know, on the outside of the entryway as you go in that usually states about how pictures and film can be used kind of thing from the media people that are in there. Mm-hmm. So you go through, and basically when you walk in, it looks like a brick loft. So there's backdrops that look like gray brick. And then they have wooden pillars that look like pieces of wood. And then, so on the left when you walk in, there's a sofa. And above that, there's like a TV that says Loft 89. And there's a few seat cushions that, maybe about three seat cushions that are laid out on the floor. And on the first seat cushion, there's a few stack of books with, like, a vintage-looking camera on top. And then there's also a few um, bar tables with bar stools that are set up where you can sit and eat, obviously. And there was also a table of food in the corner that they had, like, some heated food items, pizza, things like that. We weren't allowed to eat any of it, but there was food over there. <laughs> <laughs> And then so as you go through, kind of in the right corner, there's a window frame that kind of looks like you're looking out towards, like you you would look outside, but the picture of it is the New York skyline. That's cool. So she's really going for like a like a city contemporary look in this Loft 89 room, basically. Basically, yeah. Nice. But there didn't seem to be kind of a central pillar, I guess, how Club Red was with mm. how she had the pictures kind of wrapped around the central pillar and that kind of thing. I didn't see that in Loft 89 this time. Mm. So then as you continue towards the back, she had four cases with some of her costumes, previous costumes. And the first one was the Letterman jersey and her red pants from... The red tour. And then the second piece was, I believe it was her fearless dress. It had like a lot of sequin beading and everything that hang from it. And then some like gold shoes. I believe that's what we determined it was from fearless. Okay. And then the third case had a crop top and a pair of shorts, but I'm still not sure what that was from. Hmm. And then the last case was actually from her white crop top and skirt that she wore for the Yahoo live stream. Oh, that cool. Was exciting to see. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, so it was really cool to get to see that. And then so basically everybody went up in their groups. We kind of walked behind one of the backdrop curtains and, you know, they kind of asked you in through there. So there's like an area where she was back there. And so as you're standing in the room, you can like hear her talking and then they would open up the curtain and, you know, the people would walk out. So you like see her as people come out and people behind you are like freaking out. She's like, I see her, I see her, I see her. <laughs> so <laughs> that was really exciting. So when it was my turn to go up, there's about three or four more people behind me. But I, I like had hopped in there, but the four people that were in front of me were still kind of chatting. So I had to like hop back out because it wasn't really my time yet. So finally, when I went in, she greeted me and I gave her a hug and everything. And the first thing I said, because I noticed she's she was wearing a black crop top and black skirt and some really tall black heels. <laughs> mm. She seemed a lot taller than the last time I remembered her, but that could have just been me. Oh. Anyway, 
um, I was wearing like a little black and white dress, kind of a sundress type. And I was like, Taylor, we match. And she's like, we do. We need to take a picture. And so we ended up doing a back-to-back pose. I was kind of curious how that would come up because obviously she's so much taller than me. It turned out really great. It turned out awesome. So I was happy with that. But basically, I didn't really have a chance to talk to her because once we took the picture, it was kind of like I was done. So they kind of ushered me out. So I didn't really get to say anything to her this time, which mm-hmm. is fine because I was happy that my friend that went before me actually got to talk to her and say a few things. So mm-hmm. I was excited for her. Nice. But yeah. So it was all, all in all, very, very exciting. That's so cool. Seriously, yeah. The odds of winning a radio contest are like next to nothing. Well, at least in my experience anyway, so. <laughs> I honestly felt like nobody ever wins. Seriously, no. And the people that do win, they're, they're just kind of like random callers. They're just like, eh, yeah, I could, all right, I'll try. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, all right, I guess I'll go meet Taylor Swift, sure. <laughs> the entire weekend sounded incredible. Seriously, I wish I was there. It sounds sounded awesome. I wish you were there too, Nate, because guess who we met right before the show started? <laughs> who did you meet just before the show started? We met Carson from I Heard That Was Good. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he will never believe you exist. I know. There's this running joke for our listeners. Uh, now, every now and again, we have Tim and Carson on from another podcast. I heard that was good. And uh, every single time that they've been on as a special guest on our podcast, I've not been able to make the episode. So they're like, <laughs> a guy Swifty, they're like, I doubt it. I, you know, I doubt this person exists. They've been saying it forever. And then they end up being this guy in person. And of course, I'm not there. So, <laughs> so oh, geez. You're just a figment of our imagination. I must be. <laughs> well, Carson also got to meet Taylor, so we're hoping to have Tim and Carson on a future episode, so stay tuned. And we could talk about so much more with the show, but I think we're going to have to sort of spread it out week by week and talk about all of our different show experiences as we go to more dates. One thing I do want to let you guys know, though, just in case you're wondering, Vance Joy's set list, I wrote it down for you just in case anyone wants to learn it. He played From Afar, Wasted Time, Mess is Mine, My Kind of Man. In Bozier, he did a cover of Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark, but then he didn't do that at Baton Rouge. Then he did Georgia and Riptide. And also, just for you guys, I kept track of songs that were played before Taylor actually came on stage. So they have video of Taylor, like Secret Session video and video of her picking out the album cover and all that stuff. And some of the songs during the video include Don't You Want Me, Some Heim, Lord, I Think We're Alone Now, and Echo Smith. So she has some 80s songs in there and her friends. And then before she comes on, the fan cam song is She Drives Me Crazy. And then right before she comes on is I Feel So Close to You by Calvin Harris. So we were all wrong about the song before. But I think when I found out it was I Feel So Close to You, I said something like, subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. I like the song. It gets you pumped up. And the 80s songs in the mix are really, really fun. I'm glad she did that. Yeah, I like them. She Drives Me Crazy does get the fans pumped up during the fan cam. I still think Shut Up and Dance would have been great. But The Britney Spears song you're talking about, right? No, it's like the 80s song, like, she drives me crazy. Woo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> okay. Exactly like that. Nice, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor needs me as a backup singer, obviously. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's like a good 80s song. So I like that she included some 80s in there. But you guys should let us know what you think about the show. Next week, we have Ashley going to more. following week, we have... Ashley, Adam, Nate, and I are all going to more. So we'll be covering a lot of the country (laughs) throughout (laughs) this tour. And we're excited to keep you up to date with it. But let us know what you think. Yeah, you can reach out to us. The best way is probably on Twitter. And you can reach us at SwiftCast13. We want to remind you to please subscribe to us on iTunes. And it will automatically download the latest episode for you. Other ways you can reach us are on our Tumblr, which is swiftcast13.tumblr.com. 
Instagram.com slash theswiftcast13, Facebook.com slash theswiftcast, or if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And finally, go check out our website, which is swiftcast13.com. And on our website, you will find all of the old episodes if you would like to go back and listen to any. iTunes is only showing the last 100 episodes, and obviously we're past 100, so any older ones, you will have to go to the website, but they are there for you to listen to. So to wrap it up, what do you guys think Taylor will do next week? I think that she will get Starbucks to sponsor our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think she will sell 400,000 downloads of Bad Blood. I also think that she will get to hang out with some of her friends this week because she doesn't have another show until Saturday. And speaking of the Saturday show, I predict that we will get our first 1989 special guest in Detroit, but I don't know who it might be. Oh, actually, Jason Aldean and Toby Keith were spotted at the Baton Rouge show, and everybody thought that one of them would be a special guest, but they were just watching the show because everybody loves Taylor. (laughs) Well, I predict in the next week, Taylor will tweet about uh, either cats or food. (laughs) (laughs) Taking the safe way out. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next week. This has been episode 108 of SwiftCast. This is Adam. Ashley. Haley. Nate. Steph. And Ashley. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.